Du lyssnar på Framgångspodden i samarbete med Acast. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce you to maybe one of the biggest podcasts in the world, Fram Gangspotten with Alexander Perleros. Today's guest is a New York Times best-selling author, corporate consultant, and one of the most inspirational speakers in the world, Dr. Joe Dispenza. He's lectured and given a week-long advanced retreats in more than 33 countries, all to help people better understand and unlock the power of their minds. By using advanced technologies such as epigenetic testing brain mapping, all to become supernatural. So please help me in welcoming Dr. Joe Dispenza. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Let me introduce you to Fram Gangspotten with Alexander Paleros. Welcome to the Success Podcast, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Thank you for taking the time. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very happy to be with you. Nice. Where 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 are you right now? Uh, I uh, am in California, in the United States. I just got back from a, a two week trip to Turkey. We ran a week long event in in the south in Antalya. We had uh, 76 different countries represented wow. with uh, just under 1,100, you know, 1,100 people there. And uh, it was a super successful event. Uh, and uh, I'm back back in the United States for uh, just a week or so. And, and um, coming out of the pandemic, how were the reactions? Well, one of the things that um, I feel is so important is to do live events. I think when you get a community of people together uh, that are all practicing um personal change and transformation, and they're being defined by a vision of the future and, and are willing to step outside of their comfort zone or out of the known, um, something magical happens. And so we follow all the protocols and precautions for, for the pandemic. Uh, you know, we test before and after, uh, and we, and we do what we need to do to meet. 
to, to be together. And um, so we've been running, I think that was our sixth week-long event since uh, last November. Yeah, uh, you were in Florida also and Colorado. Yes, uh, Colorado, Florida a few times, uh, Mexico uh, several times. And this was our first event uh, uh, in the European area there. So, so we were happy to be back and, and just a lot of happy people also uh, to, uh, to be together. Have you thought about to have a retreat in Sweden, for instance? Yes. You know, it's funny that we have two corporate trainers that um, we have a corporate consulting um, branch of this company uh, that are from Sweden. And they were at the event in, uh, in Antalya. And we were talking about coming to, to Sweden and to do a, a progressive workshop, a, a three-day workshop. Uh, and that's in the it's in the make it's in the making it's in the works right now. So yes, we're planning on coming to Sweden. Yeah, that's great. That's great. And uh, it is remarkable that you are transforming people's life and helping them to unlock their greatest potential of becoming supernatural. How did this passion yo begin? You know, I think I think more than anything else, um, I think there's this feeling um, that we all have. Uh, that uh, never seems to go away. And it's an intuition, it's an instinct that tells us that there's more to reality uh, than this dream. Uh, and, and I think that uh, people come to this work for that feeling. And I think that we're greater than we think, more powerful than we know, more unlimited uh, than we could ever dream. And my passion, my interest is to take science and combine quantum physics, with neuroscience, with neuroendocrinology, with psychoneuroimmunology, with uh, the, the uh, epigenetics, electromagnetism. And I think science is that language to demystify the mystical and to build models of understanding from a theoretical and intellectual um, knowledge-based uh, analytical perspective. But that knowledge void of experience is philosophy. But if you can teach people how to practically apply it, to, to personalize it, to demonstrate it, to initiate that knowledge and do something with it, if they can get their behaviors to match their intentions or their actions equal to their thoughts, if they get their mind and body working together, they're going to have an experience, right? And it turns out that learning information makes connections in the brain, but experience enriches those connections. Well, the moment those neurons string into place, there's a biological change that takes place in the brain. Another part of the brain makes a chemical, and that chemical is called an emotion. And the moment you feel successful, the moment you feel empowered, the moment you feel unlimited, I think now you're teaching your body chemically to understand what your mind is intellectually understood. So knowledge is for the mind and experiences for the body. And so what we learned in this whole process of transformation is that the more people understand what they're doing and why they're doing it, the how gets easier. So when the experience then is causes them to embody the truth of that philosophy, it's no longer theoretical, it's experiential and it's visceral. So the experience then produces a strong emotion and the emotion then is what is the information coming uh, back to the body that begins to select and instruct new genes. And we've measured this on people that they could actually change their gene expression in, in three or four days by doing this. Now, if you've wow. done it once, 
it means you got to be able to do it again, right? So anybody who's serious about their own personal growth and evolution, the replication of any experience will begin to both neurologically and chemically condition the mind and body to work as one. So when you've done something so many times that your body now knows how to do it better than your conscious mind, now it's innate in you, it's implicit, it's automatic, it's second nature, it's easy. You've become the knowledge. And in a sense, you've mastered that knowledge and you're in a new state of being. So my interest is demystify that process so that people have within their reach all the tools to begin to apply it to their lives. And so I started my journey in 1986. I got run over by a truck in a triathlon and um, didn't have a whole lot of hope uh, that I would ever walk again. I had fractured a six vertebrae in my spine and I had bone wow. fragments on my spinal cord and the spinal, uh, one of the vertebrae where the neural arch was broken and pressing up against the cord. So, you know, the, the prognosis was that I'd never walk again and I needed a radical surgery. And so I thought, my God, I'm not going anywhere or doing anything. I wonder if my mind could affect my body and, and it worked. And then, so then I started studying spontaneous remissions to see if other people have had the experience of turning around cancers and, and Parkinson's and rheumatoid arthritis and, and other disorders. And, and I interviewed hundreds and hundreds of people that actually did it. And, and I looked for the commonality. And once I understood what was common amongst them, and believe it or not, it wasn't diet. I believe it or not, it was, it was primarily mind. And, and so uh, that forced me to see if I could explain those in, in, in a scientific way, and then be able to teach it to sick people to see if those same things, if they applied properly in the scientific language, could produce some amazing results. And then use it on well people. If you want to transform yourself from being in lack or poor to be successful, to turn a disease around, to, to fall in love, to start a new career, to have a mystical experience, will the formula be the same? And after a couple of years, we started noticing people stepping out of wheelchairs. Uh, we started noticing people so going sick. into remission. And that's one that's got really exciting because, you know, I'm an empirical person and I knew that something was happening uh, with these people in not in not over the course of years. I'm talking about right before my eyes, like there's a person in a wheelchair from MS, multiple sclerosis in a wheelchair for 10 years, step out of a wheelchair and start dancing around. And I have to tell you, I was more surprised than anybody, you know, when I saw that. That's sick. That's sick. It's crazy, right? It's, it's, a, it's a miracle. Yeah. And how is that possible? Well, that's a great question. Um, and, and you have to really begin to demystify the process because um, anything that we do that is matter trying to change matter, you want to get healthy, uh, you got to change your diet. You got to exercise. You got to do certain things. You got to sleep better. You got to take vitamins. Uh, you got to get massage. You got to get acupuncture, chiropractic. You, you got to take drugs, whatever you got to do to get physically, chemically, and emotionally in balance. All of that takes time. So what we were seeing was that these things were happening in no time. In other words, the person was having an inner event that seemed to be as real as any external outer event. Now, the end product of an experience uh, in any experience we have is called an emotion. That's the, that's the chemical feedback. 
The research on epigenetics, Alex, says that it's the environment that signals the gene. So if the environment signals the gene and the end product of an experience from an environment is an emotion, I realized that these people were signaling genes ahead of their environment. Now, genes make proteins. And proteins are responsible for the structure and function of our bodies. And the expression of proteins really is the expression of life. So in a sense, the person was making an inner experience so real that the brain and body didn't know the difference between the real life experience and the one that they were imagining. And we saw biological changes in their brain. Uh, we saw biological changes in their body. So we started doing thousands and thousands of brain scans measuring people's brains before they came to an event, putting them through four days or seven days of training, and then measuring their brain at the end of four or seven days, and it was a different brain. The changes weren't just in their mind, they were in their brain. We were uh, checking people's heart rate variability monitor to teach them how to sustain an elevated emotional state, not just for five minutes, but to be able to do it for 45 minutes on command so that they could self-regulate in their life and slow down their reactions and responses to people and conditions in their life that would weaken them. Their fear, their anger, their hostility, their resentment, their impatience, all of those emotions take energy for the body and the response is weakening the body. So mm. we measured gene expression. We saw that people can change their genes in four days. We measured the immune response when people give up fear or, or impatience or resentment and start practicing elevated emotions like gratitude and appreciation and, and inspiration, love, mm. how, how it strengthens the immune system. Uh, how do, we saw that telomeres actually lengthen when people do, um, do the work properly. So we have great evidence in our scientific measurements and some of the scientific measurements that we are doing right now is changing the course of history. We are, we are proving to people right now how powerful they really are. We have such compelling evidence that advanced meditators are more resistant to viruses. We have the data to show that cancer cells do not do well in the plasma of advanced meditators. We know that advanced meditators plasma will downregulate the genes for Alzheimer's. We have evidence to show that there are a host of very powerful biological changes that take place mm. People practice the simple formula of creating coherence in their brain and their heart. And when you have coherence in the brain and the heart, that's the door to so many possibilities. And, and we've been working pretty hard in demystifying the process. Yeah, but uh, Dr. Yo, how can the power of meditation change past traumas, experience and memories? Yeah, well, that's a great question. Well, think about this. A memory is just where neurons actually connect. And so you learn a bit of information, right? You learn, you learn, you learn how to ride a bike. You read a book about it. You read a book on how to cook uh, Mandarin cuisine. You read a book on how to dance the salsa. All of that information is stored in your thinking neocortex, right? So it's philosophical. So a person has a trauma, right? The stronger the emotion that they have from that event, the more altered they are inside of them, the more the brain freezes a frame and takes a snapshot. And that's called the long-term memory. And that image or those series of images 
are embossed neurologically in the brain. So the stronger the emotion, the more we pay attention to the cause. And that's what creates the memory. Now, here's the problem. The problem is that when we think about that problem, when we review or we remember that, that, that past event, we're producing the same chemistry in the brain and body as if the event was happening. Now, the body's mm. so objective, it doesn't know the difference, Alex, between the real life experience that's creating the emotion and the emotion that the person is experiencing by thought alone. So the body's believing it's living in the same past experience 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year. And so now the person can't think greater than how they feel. So they feel sadness, they feel guilt, they feel pain, they feel suffering, they feel hostility. And those emotions tend to drive the same thoughts for them to remember the reason why they feel this way. And so people get caught in these loops of thinking and feeling. So that creates a state of being, right? So thoughts are the language of the brain and feelings are the language of the body. And how we think and how we feel creates our state of being. So without the person knowing this, by reviewing and remembering the problem, they're taking a thought and a feeling, an image and an emotion, a stimulus and a response, and they're conditioning their body emotionally into the past. Now, the trauma does not only exist in the brain, the trauma now exists in the body too as an emotional memory. So if the person can't think greater than how they feel and they believe that their thoughts have something to do with their destiny, they're thinking in the past. And if you're mm. thinking in the past, you create more of the same life. So we started noticing that when people are altered, when they're angry, when they're frustrated, when they're stressed, when they're mm. fearful, when they're suffering, when they're in pain, the arousal of those emotions switches on a primitive nervous system that causes the brain and body to go into stress or survival. And when we're in stress and when we're in survival, we're always trying to predict the next moment based on what we've learned in the past. And stress is created from the loss of control, the inability to predict what's going to happen, and the perception that things are going to get worse. So 70% of the time, People are living in a state of stress and living in survival. It's not a time to create. It's not a time to open your heart. It's not a time to be vulnerable. It's not a time to learn. It's time to run, fight, or hide. So yeah, and also all the inflammations in the body and all the like diseases. They want to grow that way. Exactly. So so now we were looking at to see what happens to the brain. Well, when we're in stress and that person's in trauma. And they're trying to control everything in their life. They're shifting their attention from one person to another person, to another problem, to another thing, to another place, to another object. And every one of those elements has a neurological network in the brain. So the arousal of the stress hormones causes their brain to fire very incoherently. Now, when our brains are incoherent, we're incoherent. When our brains aren't working right, we're not working right. So... So the, the obsession of the stress hormones causes us to narrow our focus on whatever, is, whatever the cause is. So when we're in stress, we obsess, we, we loop, we overthink, we narrow our focus on something. So we thought, my goodness, there's some research out there that shows that if you teach people to broaden their focus, to begin to 
instead of focusing on everything material and physical that's causing the stress, everything that's known, mm. broaden mm. their focus and put their attention on space, on nothing. And the act of doing that causes the brain to begin to synchronize, to begin to unify, to become more coherent. And what sinks in the brain links in the brain. So the person's brain starts functioning normally and, and starts to improve without any medications, without any therapies, just a simple act. And the more they do it, the more order that creates that's created in their brain, the more they can focus their attention and move into a more creative state. What do I want? How, what, how successful do I want to be? How healthy do I want to be? How much love do I want in my life? You can ask the bigger questions by the same means. Mm. When the person is gripped by those hormones of stress and they're not running mm. from that predator, they're not fighting and they're not freezing and hiding, but the chemicals are running, their heart is beating because it's in an aroused state, but it's beating against the closed system and the heart starts beating incoherently. When that happens, energy leaves the heart and we stop trusting, we stop believing in ourselves. So we teach people how to create brain and heart coherence. And what we've discovered just in the last couple of years is that when this heart starts beating orderly, and it's a skill, just like anything else you do, like dancing the salsa, mm -hmm. like you, when you understand all that information and now you're in the application of it, once you start to experience it and you get the feeling of what it feels like to be in this state, it turns out that when the heart is coherent, it starts informing the brain. You'll see it, the brain starting to change because the heart is telling the brain it's time to create. Now it's safe to create, it's the creative center. So the person all of a sudden can see a possibility that they never could see before and they can embrace wow. the emotion of the event, listen closely, before the experience happens. Now this is fundamentally important because most people are waiting for their wealth to feel abundant and worthy. Mm -hmm. They're waiting for their success to feel empowerment. They're waiting for their new relationship to feel loved. They're waiting for their healing to feel gratitude. That's cause and effect. That's waiting for something outside to change, to take away this feeling of emptiness or lack or pain or guilt or whatever. We found out that when a person can actually embrace the emotion before the event, they can begin to condition their brain and body into a future experience and the brain and body don't know the difference. So all of a sudden, the person who was traumatized mm. and had their, had their experience, now all of a sudden, they're teaching their body emotionally how to live in a new environment and the body doesn't know the difference between the real life experience and the one that they're fabricating. So in a sense, they're by creating brain and heart coherence, the stronger the emotion they feel for their new vision of the future, Mm -hmm. the more they're going to pay attention to the picture in their mind and they're literally remembering their future. Yeah. And now there's biological changes in gene expression, in neurological circuitry, in brain coherence, in immune regulation, in digestive balance, in microbiomes, and all the things we measure show the body's now out of survival. It's time for growth and repair. So the side effect of that is we see people with those serious health conditions that were actually initiated because of the trauma 
all of a sudden, when they feel that elevated emotion, it's like they've taken their body out of the past into the present moment. And now the body all of a sudden recalibrates. And if the quotient of their excitement for their new life, for their new future, the emotional quotient of their dream is greater than the betrayal or the shock or the trauma, there's immediate reorganization in the brain and an immediate change emotionally in the body. And now the person looks back at their past and we've interviewed enough people to know this is the truth. And they say, I don't wanna change anything in my past. Mm. Uh, All of that brought me to this moment. Mm. And that's the moment the past no longer exists. So people can have a brutal past where we've had people that have had abuse, physical, sexual, um, emotional, that have gone through all kinds of uh, abuse, uh, were suicidal, had all kinds of health conditions. And in one instant, in one instant, one inner experience from the meditative process begins to change everything about the way they see their past. They're seeing it from a greater level of consciousness. They're seeing it from a place of love. They're seeing that all of that had to happen. It makes sense to get to this point. And now they're no longer victimized by their disease. They're no longer victimized by their past. Mm-hmm. In fact, they, they, they'll tell you my, that had to happen for me to have my healing. Now, they're in a new state of being. The, the disease, the trauma exists in somebody else. They've just become somebody different. And so the, the side effect of that is we've seen blind people see, we've seen deaf people hear, we've seen people in wheelchairs that have been paralyzed from strokes step out of wheelchairs. We've seen people with all kinds of rare genetic disorders that science had no solution for. There it is, and then it's gone. So a crazy time in history for us because our science is just so compelling to show that it all lives. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. It's within you. 
for the audience that listen right now and bala and and feel like yeah i want to empower this i want to do these tools what should they do is it like they have to meditate every day is it like they have to work with their negative thoughts or what is the steps what should they do okay let's break it down really simply okay your personality creates your personal reality that's it and your personality is made up of how you think how you act and how you feel so the present personality who's listening to this podcast has created the present personal reality called their life so if you believe what i just said then in order for you to create a new personal reality a new life you're going to have to change your personality in other words nothing changes in your life until you change that's the way it is so it turns out the 90% of the thoughts that we think on a daily basis are the same thoughts as the day before same thoughts lead to the same choices same choices lead to the same behaviors same behaviors create the same experiences the same experiences produce the same feelings and the same emotions and those same feelings and emotions begin to influence our very same thoughts and our biology our neurocircuitry our neurochemistry our hormones our gene expression our immune system all stay the same because we're staying the same so then there's a principle in neuroscience that says that nerve cells that fire together wire together you keep thinking the same thoughts you keep making the same choices you keep doing the same things you keep creating the same experiences that stamp the same networks of neurons into the same exact patterns all for the reaffirming of the same feeling and you do that for 10 years on end the firing and wiring of those circuitries begins to hardwire the brain into a very finite signature that box in the brain that's created is the same level of mind and if you keep doing that it becomes automatic and turns out that 95% of who we are by the time we're in the middle of our life is a set of memorized behaviors automatic emotional reactions constant habits hardwired attitudes beliefs perceptions that have happened just because we we've, we've just fired and wired it the same way so there's a good possibility then in order for us to change we better start thinking about what we've been thinking about in changing we have to become conscious of our unconscious habits and behaviors and modify them we got to look at these feelings that we feel every single day and instead of just thinking it's a feeling say what is this is this guilt is this sadness is this unhappiness is this pain is it frustration is it resentment what is the feeling that i'm living by the majority of my day now that's lighting a match in a dark place in neuroscience it's called metacognition The word meditation means to become familiar with. That's what it means. So the more familiar with you are, I can't with I can't. It's too hard. I'm never going to change. It's my ex's fault. It's my boss's fault. It's my country's fault. It's the government. It's the weather. It's my pain. Whatever that thought is that you accept, believe, and surrender to on a daily basis, that's automatic. you have to become so conscious of that unconscious thought that it doesn't slip by your awareness unnoticed you got to catch yourself saying 
I'm tired, I'm unhappy, it's someone else's fault. Do you complain? Do you blame? Do you make excuses? Do you feel sorry for yourself? That, that personality has to change in order to create a new life. So then you have to become so aware of your unconscious habits that you don't go unconscious to them in your waking day. Then you got to sit in the fire of those emotions and you got to watch those emotions come up and you have to sit with them and know that there's something on the other side of them. Now, this is where most people get up and say, I can't meditate or I'm going to call up my friend or I'm going to get on social media and make a post. I'm going to turn on the football game. I'm going to get distracted because I need something (laughs) out there to make this go away. And what we're saying is we're not relying on anything out there. That's the That's the hypnosis. That's the conditioning. We want you to just become so familiar with that feeling that you catch yourself in your waking day. The moment you start feeling sad and your energy drops, ah, you catch yourself. So there's an unlearning process or breaking the habit of being the old self process that requires a lot of attention, a lot of awareness, and it takes energy. You got to stay conscious, right? So that unlearning process, then the hardest part about change is not making the same choice as you did the day before. And the moment you decide to make a different choice, get ready because you're going to feel uncomfortable. It's not going to feel familiar. It's going to feel yucky. It's going to feel unpredictable. It's not going to feel good because even people who feel sad and suffering At least they can feel that, and that's familiar to them. So you're stepping out of the known into the unknown. Now, if you've done something so many times that your body now knows how to do it better than your mind, that's a habit. So then the body who's been conditioned into negativity, into sadness, into suffering, into pain, all of a sudden is saying, hey, Alex, um, it's been two hours since you've been complaining. I mean, you've been complaining for the last 20 years. You're just going to stop like that. So the body starts trying to influence the mind to return back to the same familiar territory. So the the emotion starts saying, come on, you're a loser. You'll never change. It didn't work last time. Start tomorrow. And and those are the thoughts that are being influenced for the body that are the same thoughts that people think all the time. So if they respond to that thought, that thought's going to lead to the same choice. That same choice is going to lead to the same behavior. The same behavior is going to create the same experience. The same experience is going to produce the same feeling. And they're going to say, oh, this feels right. Well, no, it feels familiar. The person who's crossing that river from the old self to the new self, that place, that discomfort is not the known. It's the unknown. And that is the perfect place to create in. So then if you teach a person then, what thoughts do I want to fire and wire in my brain? And with a certain amount of presence and attention and intention, they can begin to fire and wire those thoughts. Now, they're installing hardware in the brain. Keep doing it over and over again, and it becomes like a software program. It becomes more automatic. Now, that's the new voice in your head that says anything's possible. I can change. I'm worthy of success. I'm worthy of abundance. You, you, you program that. Nobody else did. You program that. Then you say, okay, how am I going to be with my family? How am I going to be in my relationship? How am I going to be in traffic today? How am I going to be on my Zoom calls? What would greatness look like today? 
But do you, do you write like a list of your oh, new two point zero? Yeah, let me just finish. Yeah, yeah, I'll give you the. I'll give you the. I'll give you the instructions. But here's the bottom line: if you sat down and you closed your eyes, so you weren't distracted by the environment, that you weren't looking for your cell phone or for your for your coffee or whatever. You weren't eating, you weren't drinking, you weren't smelling, you weren't tasting, you weren't up and experiencing. You were sitting still, making your inner world more real than your outer world. And you rehearsed in your mind, you look like an athlete, and you rehearsed how you were gonna be in any of those situations. The science of mental rehearsal says you can change your brain to look like you already did it. Mm. So with the practice of rehearsing how you're gonna be in certain circumstances, you install more neurological hardware. The brain doesn't know the difference between the real life experience and what you're imagining. Do it enough times, install the hardware, it becomes a software program. Side effect, you start acting like that person. You start acting happy. Nobody did that for you, you installed the program. Then you say, okay, I'm not gonna wait for my healing to feel gratitude. I'm not gonna wait for my new relationship to feel love. I'm not gonna wait for my success to feel um, uh, abundance or empowerment. I'm going to teach my body emotionally what it feels like before the experience. Now, this is where the rubber hits the road because <laughs> you got to trade all those other emotions and you got to find that emotion and you got to be able to feel it and you got to condition your body into that state. Now, that is the reinvention of self. That is the relearning process. That is changing from one personality to another personality. Now, if you are a new personality and you're thinking differently and you're acting differently and you're feeling differently and you're not the old personality, then there should be evidence in your life by some synchronicity, some opportunity, some coincidence, something comes to you. You don't have to go and get it in time. Somehow, the opportunities seem to be flowing to you. And, and that's when you start paying attention to what you've been doing inside of you and you do more of it. So simple process. You want to change? Sit down and become familiar with yourself. Write down those thoughts. I can, it's too hard, I'll never change. Pick three. Write down your behaviors. You, you make excuses for yourself. You procrastinate. You, 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 know, you, 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 you complain. I don't know, pick three. And then think of three emotions. I'm angry, I'm frustrated, I'm impatient. Okay, well, that's the personality that has to go. Because if you want to be the new personality, you can't take anger into the future. That you can't, that's not the new personality. So what thoughts do I want to fire and wire my brain? Write them down. What behaviors do I want to demonstrate today? How am I going to be? What, what would love look like? Write those down and rehearse them in your mind so you prime your brain to do it. And then say, can I, can I stay in my heart and feel love and gratitude independent of anything that's going on in my life? Now, if you can, and you write those emotions down, gratitude, appreciation, a love for life, a joy for existence, inspired, and you practice doing that, you're going to become familiar with a new self. And it's going to become natural and easy and you become it. And so then people who do this, I ask them, where's the disease? What did you, where's the disease? Where's the, where's the cancer? And they'll tell me, 
oh, oh, it's it's in the old guy. Wow. I'm I'm somebody else. It's not. It doesn't. It's not. It doesn't belong there. I'm I'm somebody Amazing. else. And so we see people having those dramatic changes. So meditation is a model that we use because the environment is so seductive that we have to close our eyes and disconnect from the environment. Mm. Our body has so many urges, so many things that it needs, and we have to sit our body down and tell it it's no longer the mind that you're the mind for the next 40 minutes and you're going to condition it into a new future. You can't be thinking about what you're going to do tomorrow or what you're going to do on your to-do list. You're in the predictable future. You can't be romancing the emotions of the past or in the familiar past. You got to labor for the sweet spot of the present moment. That's where the unknown exists. So we've broken it down to teach people really the science of how to do this. And if they follow the formula, and they do it the way we ask them to do it, um, we've seen so many incredible changes. So we have great evidence in our scientific research. We got great evidence in the testimony of people who have changed their lives. And I think evidence right now really is the loudest voice. And, and last point, everybody already knows how to do this. You, everybody has done something great in their life and they just got clear about their future and they wrote down all the things, the choices they were gonna make, the things they were gonna do, their goals, their experiences, how they would feel. They wrote down how they had to stop thinking, they had to, what choices they had to stop making. They kept reviewing the things they had to stop doing. They had to stay away from certain people, certain experiences, so they didn't return back to the old self. They got clear on the emotions that would bring them back to no longer seeing the vision of their future because the emotion causes them to see their future through the lens of the past. And they, they practice every day, not because they, they, they have to, because they understand the process of change. And then when their life starts to change as a result of their inner changes, now it's no longer a have to. Mm. It's no longer, oh God, I gotta go do my meditation. It's like, I don't want the magic to end. I want it to keep going. And so right. one of the things I'm proud of with our community is that we're doers and people do the work, not because they have to, but because they love all the amazing things that's happening in their life and they wouldn't miss a day because they don't want the magic to end. And, and what is the most effective and fastest way to become supernatural, to, to, to become 2.0? Is it like, for, because I were on your website and, and you have many kind of products, you have many books, you have meditations, you have workshops, but if, if you choose one thing to start with. What is that? Oh my gosh, I, I am such a big fan of information. I, I think that it's so important for people, like people say, uh, we have people that come to a week long event, there are prerequisite courses that they have to you know, study. And some people say, oh, I've been meditating for 15 years, I'm just gonna come and not do the, cor not do the course. And they're, they're <laughs> They're not, they don't do very well because we use the science as the language, right? There's a language to transformation. And so the knowledge that people learn is so essential for the application. So I don't use any traditional religious, um, cultural, spiritual words that are going to divide an audience. I use words that really unify a community. So knowledge is the first step. That's learning and making those connections. 
If the research shows if you learn that information, you don't review it, those connections prune apart within hours. So you got to repeat it. You got to review it enough times. Then the practice is so essential. The practice of doing something where you're actually taking that information and, and, and practicing it. So people make great strides and many people heal themselves by reading the books and, and, and practicing the meditations. But the real magic, if you want to see miracles, if you want to see things that will change you forever, like just in Turkey, we just saw an amazing, 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 amazing story of transformation. Huge tumor, uh, completely gone on this guy. Uh, you got to come to a week long. It's seven days in, and our data with the University of California, San Diego, our, our research team, people who come to a week long event that are novice meditators, that do a little meditation, but not really into it. At the end of those seven days, there are so many biological changes that take place in their brain and body consistently, consistently that at the end of those seven days, they look like an advanced meditator because the immersion of it is full where you're going out, you're going all day and you're overcoming yourself all day and you're, you're sticking with it until you break through. And then when you break through, then it's time to create. And then that's when it gets pretty exciting. So I don't think there's a shortcut. I think it's, I think it's great when you're with a community of people, you know, that's why we're still doing the, the, um, the week long events, because even during the pandemic, I, I said, we have to figure out a way to keep meeting. So we run, a, we run large events, as I said, but, but, you know, the key is, I think, uh, information first. And then after the information, it's, it's being consistent. And, and, and it's just like anything else. You, you hit a golf ball once really well. You want to hit it well again. And so you got you to gotta practice. And so when people start practicing and they're piecing it together, mm. uh, it, it gets exciting. So I don't think there's a fast track. You have uh, already talked about it, but um, one of my biggest problems is that I tend to react quickly to negative situations. How, how can I cope with anger? Do you have any suggestions or advice? Yeah, I'll tell you the first thing. It's not that you react. We all react. The question is, how long are you going to react? That's the question. So... We found out that when people react emotionally with anger, uh, with antagonism, uh, there's an arousal that takes place because you're turning on the sympathetic nervous system and the sympathetic nervous system is a primitive system saying, Alex, whatever that, whatever that is, is a threat to you. And if there's a threat, a good way to deal with a threat is to get aggressive. That's primitive, it's animal, it's very animal. Some people will say, oh my God, there's my ex. And instead of getting angry, they run, they, 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 they flee. They're in fear. They're like the fear is uh, I'm better just getting away. So they, they, their fear causes them to run. Uh, uh, so, uh, when people feel fear, when they feel anger, when they feel pain, those are the primary stimulators that switch on that sympathetic nervous system. And they used to say that it's automatic. Like 
It's automatic. It happens automatically. That's part of the autonomic nervous system, and you really don't have any control of it. Turns out that's absolutely not the truth. So first thing is learning how to shorten your response to the emotional reaction. So if you have an event that happens to your life in, in your life, and I say, Alex, why are you so mad today? And you say, oh, it's because of this situation and this person, this happened this way. And I would say, oh my gosh, are, do you mean that that person or that circumstance is controlling the way you feel and the way you think? Now, anything that's controlling the way we feel and the way we think makes us victims, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. Now, that's okay, but if you keep that emotional reaction going on for hours or days, and I say to you, Alex, it's five days, what's up? And you <laughs> say to me, I'm, I'm upset from something that happened to me five days ago, I'd say you have a mood. You're in a mood. Now, some people keep that same emotional reaction going on for weeks or months. And then I would say, well, Alex has a angry temperament. It becomes a temperament. Mm. If we keep it going for, now this is true, people keep this going for years on end. If it goes on for years, now it's a personality trait. Mm. So here's That's the right. weird part about it. You t ask that person who's been angry for years why they're angry. And they'll recall an event from 10 years ago or a series of events from 10 years ago. And the research yeah, for the childhood. Yeah. And the research on the memory says that 50% of that story isn't even the truth. They, they, they can't even remember the truth. They embellish the story and make it sound worse than it really was to excuse themselves from changing. Now, what we tell people is forget the event doesn't matter. The details of the event doesn't, what matters is learning how to overcome the emotion. So when you're sitting in a meditation and all of a sudden out of nowhere, your body starts getting aroused and it starts getting frustrated and it starts getting angry. And people say, I'm doing my meditation wrong. You know what I say to them? No, 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 no. You're doing it right because that has to come up. So then, yeah. So when the anger and the frustration comes up and a person's in a meditation, they have one of two choices to quit, which is what they've always done. But if you're sitting with 1500 people and no one else is quitting, you're not going to quit. And if I teach you how to lower the volume to that emotion, and I teach you a way to change that every time you settle the body back down into the present moment and lower the volume to that anger, that's a victory because you're telling the body it's no longer the mind that you're the mind. Now, it'll go, well, yeah, well, what about this circumstance? And what about that? And it'll get aroused again. And then you notice it. And instead of turning on the TV or getting on your cell phone or getting on the social media, you lower the volume again. Now, this is the work. It turns out every time you do that, that victory, you're telling the body that it's no longer the mind, that you're the mind. And then all of a sudden it wants to get up and go, it's busy, it's got things to do, and it's and, and you become aware that it wants to do that and you bring it back to the present moment, you're executing a will that's greater than the program. Now, it turns out if you do this enough times, sooner or later, the body surrenders. Sooner or later, the body acquiesces. It says, I'm no longer the mind. 
Alex is the mind. And when that occurs, there's a liberation of energy. That anger, that frustration literally turns into energy. It's released into the field as information. Now you return back into your life and you see the same person or the same circumstance, your response to them is going to be much less. Why? Because you took care of it within you. Mm. You're not trying to fix it out there. It's just that your response is different. So now if you're no longer responding to the environment and your response to the environment isn't weakening the organism because stress depletes energy, then you're less susceptible to the environment. And we found out that when people do this, their immune system gets so robust that you can take viruses like SARS-CoV-2 virus and subject that virus to the plasma of advanced meditators. And there's a resistance to the virus. The virus doesn't enter the cell. Why? Because there's energy for, there's energy to be able to combat it. So, so it's because the person is not reacting. So then shortening your response to that condition is a victory and it takes practice. And so then how many times do we have to forget and go unconscious and be angry till we decide to no longer forget and keep remembering and stay conscious? That's change right there. So we use meditation as a model to remind ourselves who we're going to be when we open our eyes and to remind ourselves who we're no longer gonna be when we open our eyes and stay so conscious of it that we don't go unconscious in our waking day. And if we do it properly, then there's feedback in our life that shows us that you've changed. And remember, nothing changes in your life until you change. And when you change your energy, you change your life. That's the way it is. So teaching people how to change their energy every day and then be a scientist like, okay, I changed my energy. And I'm not talking about parking spaces appearing. I'm talking about here comes the dream. Here comes the job opportunity. Here comes the mystical experience. Uh, here comes the healing. Here comes the change. Uh, I, I, nobody is so special to be excluded from this, from this process. I've seen all skin colors, all races, mm -hmm. all cultures, all ages. We have elders in our work that their brains on, on the brain scan are outstanding. We have kids that are eight, nine years old that, that know how to move energy into their brain. We have people that are sick, that, uh, that are really, really unhealthy, that turn, turn around serious health conditions. You could be in shape, out of shape. You could eat gluten, not eat gluten. You could eat meat, not eat meat, it doesn't matter. You could be anybody you wanna be. Just learn the formula and, and, then, and then practice it so that you see, you see the outcomes in your life. That's when it gets exciting. And if you want to have more about this, if, if uh, the, the people are listening right now want more, what should I do? Oh, gosh. Um, just go to drjoedispenza.com. I mean, we have an introduction a packet. There's a new um, little uh, 12 uh, lesson course that we created called The Formula, uh, The Formula for Brain and Heart Coherence. It's 12 30-minute, 40-minute lessons by me and there's some nice graphics. There's five meditations that go along with it. My thing is experiment, experiment with it, experiment. With it. Okay. I'm going to change the way I think, act and feel. Mm -hmm. 
I'm gonna do it for two weeks and I'm gonna see what kind of outcomes, what opportunities start to show up. I'm gonna try it out as a scientist to measure the effects of me at cause. So the formula is a good thing. The progressive workshop is a big, big thing. People, that's where you can really get nine lessons of, of you know, week long content and really immerse yourself in all the different meditations. Um, the books are, you know, available. There's plenty of plenty of YouTube stuff, the testimonials, the scientific research that we have on our webpage is is super outstanding. And, and you know, my biggest value is really our community. If you can recommend one of your books, which one should you recommend to start with? Uh, breaking the habit of being yourself. That's that's a good foundation. When I when I get lost in my life, I go back to the basics. And that's the basics. That's a good foundation of the unlearning, relearning, breaking the habit of the old self, reinventing the new self. That's a that's a good one for us to practice. And 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 um, and then after that, the placebo and then and then supernatural. And I put all the links here in the bio for the website, for the books, for the retreats, everything. Okay, thank you very, very much for taking your time, Dr. Joe Dispenza. It's an honor to meet you. And uh, I hope to see you in Sweden and also maybe in LA. I will get a, a, a newborn next week. So not for a while, <laughs> but... Uh, well, when you come to I Los Angeles... I can, I can come and visit you. Yes, when you come to Los Angeles, by all means, just get a hold of my staff and uh, we'll make time to have dinner. Okay, thank you very much, Dr. Jordi Spensa. You're welcome. Fram Gangspotten with Alexander Perleros. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365 day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.